this guy is nuts. Is he really making daily recordings of his possible divorce and releasing it as a podcast? They both cheated on each other? She's making six figures and still doesn't contribute to any joint endeavors financially? Why is she still with him? Why is he still with her? I can't wait for the next episode. This helped me be a better wife. So this is how men think. I hate my husband less now. I understand my wife more now. These are some of the listener comments to the Divorce Diaries podcast. All over the map, I know. These anonymous accounts of events should resonate with anyone that has been married, is married, or is preparing for marriage and helps couples avoid pitfalls as they might prepare for marriage. Entire seasons are released on Patreon weeks before anywhere else at Divorce Diaries Podcast Patreon page. Link in description. Now for today's episode. First off, let me let you guys know a little housekeeping. I will not be telling you guys about the business fallout that we had. I will save that for tomorrow. Um, Don't worry. I've got it written down as an upcoming topic that I've got to share because I am definitely still on the road to divorce. But today was a big one. And it sort of captures and exemplifies the selfishness that I'm dealing with in my marriage. Um, And I will tell you that all of the, a lot of the single guys, I'm, I'm sorry, a lot of the married men that I speak to, they have very much cookie cutter like experiences to what I'm having. Because us guys don't really talk all that often, but we're starting to now. I mean, we've definitely taken a few cues from women in that regard. And we just, we're just talking more. I think because of maybe social media sometimes, um, guys able to text Apple watches. I don't, I don't really know, but I think now I communicate with men more than I ever have. And it's just, we're just, we're just able to be connected more. So we connect more. It's, it's just what it is. So what happened today? I, um, I have to take you back a little bit because this requires a little history. Start outdoor walk workout. Sorry, I'm going to, I'm, I, I had to get out of the house. So I'm, I'm doing a workout. I'm just going to throw on the workout on my Apple watch because I had to get out of the house because I think I may get a little bit loud. There we go. All right. So let me take you back a couple of months. Um, what I feel was a couple of months because it's August 21st. So I feel like at the beginning of July. So this has to be maybe eight, nine weeks ago that um, it really started getting hot. And I went to the auto store and I purchased the R134A refrigerant for air conditioners on cars. And uh, my wife was complaining or saying something about um, her air was coming out warm. And I usually don't take the cars to a, uh, a shop to pay that $150 to get the, get the Freon recharged and all that. I don't do that. Um, I used to, and then I found out how easy it was, and you just go and grab the can, and then you just hook it on the thing under the hood, and you just kind of hold the can upside down, and you turn on the AC, you start the car, and it just fills. All right, any of you out there that have done it before, you know that it is a very simple task. And each can is like 10 to 15 bucks tops, maybe. 
So whatever, I knew I could take care of it myself. And I did my car, um, my truck, and her car. I filled them all up on the same day. So I bought a bunch of cans, who knows, maybe it was 60 bucks worth of material, whatever. So I did that. Like I said, I think it was like the beginning of July or something like that. So I get all that done. And she said over the past few weeks, she's had um, her check engine light was coming on. And um, to take you back a little farther, um, I purchased every single car, either outright or through payments, over the entire course of our relationship. She has not paid a dime to a car up to this current one that she has. Not a dime. Um, repairs, I'm sorry, everything, tires, repairs, everything, all me. I'm just a man, I'm providing, and I'm trying to do what's best for her and the family. And I made more, whatever. So I did it, happily. Um, back when she cheated, I found out that she had the guy in my truck that I paid for. And I'm like, what the, f so I took the keys and I'm like, look, you want to fuck with this guy? You're not going to be doing it in the fucking car that I paid for. You want to, you can't have the spoils of living with me and be taken care of and then just be out here, you know, fucking somebody else. You cannot do that. But she did, so I took the fucking truck. Yep, control move, power move. Yep, I did it. I'm I'm not saying I'm not proud of it. I'm not saying I am proud of it. I'm just trying to tell you, honestly, that's what I did. I took the fucking truck. Because you're not going to do that shit to me. I just, what the fuck? So, in haste, she got with her sister, and she goes and she buys herself a Hyundai Sonata out of her own money. Can't pay me anything. Can't help with insurance. Can't help all this as her salary's increased and all of that, like I said, you guys are hearing a money theme, but if you notice, it's not about the money. It's never about the money. It's about the fact that you couldn't give any toward what we were doing in a marriage, but you can pay for a hotel room for you to be with this guy. You can drive the truck that I'm putting gas in to fuck around with this guy. And then when shit go sideways and I take the truck you can just boom go out get another car by the way when she got the other car she put the other car on the insurance that we had together but it's automatically deducted from my account every month so boom I've just been charged with insurance that entire time and like I told you guys she did that really shitty thing where she left in a little really tight pink dress my one of my kids and I are watching and we're, I'm and I'm in front of her with the kid there. Dude, please don't go. I don't know what's about to happen, but you're about to go out and do something. And she did the big fuck you. I'm going out women's empowerment shit, right? She fucking goes out and she left at 8 p.m. one Saturday and came back at 6 a.m. on Sunday. And that's what she was doing. And that's who she was fucking with in my fucking truck. So I'm sorry. I, I do want a divorce and I know who I'm married to and she's a horrible person, but whatever. Um, that's the anger talking. Um, maybe I can't say that she's a horrible person and maybe that's, that's, that's too far, but she's that person. If it's horrible or not, that's not for me to say. If it's good or not, that's not for me to say, but she's the type of person that will take something that I provided, do what she wants in it with whomever in total disrespect of me, leave me and her children overnight with a big F you 
with a tight little pink dress on and go out and fuck another guy and then come back and say like so what i didn't so and just be so nonchalant carefree about it just i don't care i do not care she's that person so so i'm already feeling a way about this this current car because i i did i talked her out of keeping that Hyundai sonata and i said hey you should go and you should get this other car and you know you go and get this other car because our kid watched you do what you did and i believe that that car like for me that car is now going to always be a reminder pretty much of the shitbag person you are and the kid will probably remember that as well and the kid and the kid already says something like i'm not riding in that car because the kid knew what happened um because I, I got emotional and blurted some things out in the house i'm letting you guys know um fully in my diaries my fucking diary i'll tell you i did it and i'm not proud of that but i will say with some of the stuff and maybe i'll get into it in another diary entry with my mother um it's better to know your parents for who they are when you're mature enough but it's better to know them for who they are than go through life having a picture or an idea of who your parents might be um because you will be in for that what do you mean santa claus isn't real thing and you don't want that you do not want that and i think my kids are better for it knowing what their mom is because now it's like somehow overnight their expectations were immediately and they were immediately accurately adjusted they immediately looked at her for what she was and then like i said she left and went and got her own apartment and all this other stuff they looked at her as the you're the one that leaves you're the one that will not stay you're the one that can't keep it together you're the one that's in debt you're the one always struggling with your weight you're the one that's always emotionally up and down you're not the one we can depend on he's a little emotional at times he's always there he will never leave or they might look at me more like shit a parent can leave and you're a parent will you leave too and I just know I have to really put in the work. Um, not because like, oh, I'm obligated and I better pull in, put in the work so I'm not a shitty parent. No, I need to put in the work. I need to put in the work so they continue to know that I am me. You can rely on me. When I say I'll do something, I'll do it. If I say I won't leave you, just know that I'll leave you when I'm in the ground. That's when I've left. But no, there will always be a place for you in my life. I will always want you in my life. I will always want to make a place for you in my life. I will always turn my life upside down. If I can ethically help you become a better version of yourself, I'm not going to help you use heroin or cocaine. I'm not going to do anything like that. I will not enable you in that way. But what I will do is move from where I am. If you need something, I will move you into where I am. If you need something, I will do that. I'm your parent. I care for you and I love you. That's it. Back to today. 
you now know my little bit of frustration surrounding these cars. Um, oh, and the current car that she has because of that. And I knew I was asking her to do something. So I took six grand that I had cash and put down on that car. And she traded in the car that she got from CarMax. I think she bought it for like 17 on like a Thursday. I said, please take it back. Please take it back in that three day window that CarMax has. Please take it back. Please take it back. She waited till the fourth day for a big fuck you for me to finally start considering what I was saying and hearing that the kid didn't want to ride with her. The kid didn't want any parts of her. The kid, the kid, the kid. So then she pivoted and wanted to start thinking about my suggestion. And I thought, be also trading in the car, bought it for 17 something, sold it, traded it in on another car current car that she has for 13 so immediately we were upside down 14 i mean four 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 grand i knew i was convincing her and i was of the mindset that you know even if it cost me four grand putting her bullshit aside and the horrible wife that she is aside and the cheater that she is aside and the flagrant nature that she treated everyone with and all the disrespect if i just pay this money now and it could get out of this car, the parent-child relationship that she has fractured, it may not be a permanent fracture, and at least I will have tried. And if I would have tried, at least I could say that. And if it ends up paying off, and they have a great relationship after this, then I've won. I've won. Because it's not about me. I had these kids to take care of them, and raise them and provide the most hopefully the happiest life possible i don't like that we're in this situation i don't like that this is a thing and i did have something to do with it i was the one that blurted out the truth in the house i mean this kid would have put it together knowing like oh you put on this you left and you didn't come back till the morning um you clearly went out with somebody and you did that the kid was definitely old enough and the kid knew i'm like okay so i paid six grand down on this car and so that's where we are on the car. Um, and I went to do this air conditioner thing and I went to refill it in July of 2020. So her check engine light had been coming on and I'd already said to myself, I'm like, I'm not repairing anything on this car. I'm done with this shit because she's not, she's not changing. She's not appreciative. She hasn't come back like, oh my gosh, like you literally bought us like eight cars. And you paid for them and I didn't pay anything. No insurance, no nothing. Eight fucking cars. You have provided way more than you were asked to or were expected to. And hell, even if I do did expect you to provide as much as you have, you providing this, I, I, I don't know what to say. I just, just thank you. There has not been any of that. Nothing. So she takes the car in today. She, she, texted me and she's like, yeah, I think I'm going to take the car in because my check engine light um, has been coming on and the automatic start stop on the car isn't wasn't working or something like that. And it was like stalling or something. So she takes it to the mechanic. The mechanic says um, he has a misfire. Um, that's what he said first. It's a misfire. Like I said, I, if you know what you have to do to refill the refrigerant, it's not much. And it's two little screws if you, you have to find the small one and you put it on and then you refill it. 
And then he says, then she calls me. She says, well, he's actually saying a bunch of my hoses were knocked loose. And he's like, man, I don't know what's going on. I don't know why your hoses are loose. Either someone was under there or someone's screwing with you. That's what the mechanic says. Joking. I know the mechanic because I'm the one that sent her there. This is what she says to me. And I'm like, okay. And she's like, well, I told him that you were under there and you put in air conditioner. And he's like, oh, man, well. Maybe he might have, you know, knocked some things loose and like something is what she says. And I'm like, then just thinking to myself, because this is my wife and she doesn't know shit about cars, but she's listening to a mechanic who knows a lot more about cars than I do. And she, here comes the sexist comment, prepare yourself. She's a woman, so she knows everything. So... She says to me, well, I don't know. She says, I don't know what you did, but whatever you did, it fucked shit up. Her exact words, her fucking quote. And I'm like, uh, I went totally solid over the phone because that is one thing that I sort of have been pledging to myself. I'm like, I am not going to let this immature child that is my wife, drag me down to that place where I am yelling over the phone or in her face. You don't, don't you dare. Who do you think you are? All of these horrible things where I devolve into a version of myself that I really don't like and I'm not proud of. And I don't think it's manly. I don't think it's respectful. And I don't think it's mature. Regardless of what my wife does and how low she goes, I don't have to go there with her. If that says anything to any of you that are listening to my diary, just because a person goes low, you don't have to go there with them. It just gets you dirty. And it was changing me and it is changing me, which is why I took this move and I actually left the house because I knew I needed to walk and make this entry. You must have knocked some stuff around and fucked shit up. And I said, okay. Um, I think she understood what she said, but I was quiet for a very long time. And as I was quiet for a very long time, um, and a long time, so maybe like, you know, a minute, two minutes, but that's over the phone. So... You know, a minute of silence over the phone is just, what the heck's pretty awkward. The person's going to start thinking about what they may have done or said. And, and uh, I said, yeah, um, I don't want to have this conversation with you right now. Um, after that, I just want to go. And, but, and, and I said, oh, no, but the conversation did go on a little further. And I'm like, oh, what's the damage? And um, again, I wasn't texting and driving. I've got a little mount for my phone. So I wasn't texting and driving. But um, she said, yeah, I said, what did they charge you? Hopefully they just tighten the hoses up and just let you go. She said it was $84 they charged. I immediately opened my Cash App app. I immediately punched in 84, found her, put in her number, sent her Cash App. And as she's talking, 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 oh, what? oh you didn't have to do that because I got a thing now. Because she received the money and she saw that I paid her exactly $84 when she told me the cost. Because I don't want you to think that I owe you something or that I took from you. Because she even said with this car, I, I 
forgot that I said it. I forgot that I said, um, yeah, I'll even help with the payment on this car. She's like, oh, okay. So one, she takes my truck, fucks a guy in it, not in it, but she takes my truck and this guy's in my car. And then she goes out, she gets a pay, gets, creates a payment for herself. And like I told you, she's in fuck all debt, right? Then I now have to pay some 191 extra dollars, 132 extra dollars, whatever it was for some car that she bought. So I'm being raped this money and I can't, because the, the it's, it's attached to the policy and she's living in the house. I can't, I can't take my name and stuff off of that because I'm going to be in violation or whatever. Cause she just said, Nope, I'm a policy. I'm on the policy. She just threw it on. So I'm screwed. I'm like, damn it. So I'm getting, I'm losing all this money based on a choice that she made. And and I stupidly, because I'm thinking about the kids and I'm being a simp, actually, I'm being an idiot and I'm thinking about the kids and I want the relationship to be better. And I'm like, man, I don't care what it costs me because at the time my thought process was I'm going to lose my family. And what does my family mean to me? If I could pay $5,000 and repair my family, would I? Yes. If I could pay 10,000, would I? keep my family. Yes. I'm feeling guilty and that I need to pay money because I'm believing the things that she's saying. I cheated because you made me feel this way and I don't feel that you supported me and I don't feel and and this person, he was there for me and he all of the classic lines that I just thought they wrote for movies or when I was talking to other guys, I'm just like these fuckers just married the wrong women. That's what they did. I didn't. I only married a woman that didn't pay for anything. And when she earned more money, she didn't pay in. And then she cheated because she felt that she wasn't emotionally fulfilled, but this guy fulfilled only her body. And then they don't talk. And now she's like, oh, but she's still mad at me because of what I did. Cause I'm the one that made her cheat. And I'm the, oh shit. I married one too. Okay. And now I reached in there and I fuck shit up. Now, in this diary entry, what she does not realize is that step back into her car to fill it up a couple of months ago in July, to fill it up, that was me doing that man thing again. I was considering us one. And you know, if I'm going to fill up the AC in my cars. I'm going to fill up the AC in your car. It's not going to cost me that much. It's not going to take me much time. I love you. And I'm going to do this, this gesture of providing your car won't blow out warm air because I'm going to go and buy this stuff and do this thing for you because I love you. You're my wife and we're a team. And Then three to four weeks after I do this thing, your check engine light starts coming on and check engine lights. They come on for various reasons. Your sensor goes bad. A hose might become loose. You may not have put on your gas cap tight enough, or it may just be time for some routine maintenance. Who knows? Gas lights come on. I mean, um, check engine lights come on all the time. Now for you to call me on the phone today, on August 21st, 2020, and say the words, 
it must have been when you were under there because that's what the mechanic guessed at. I don't know what engine codes would be thrown because you were servicing the AC system. It could happen. I don't know. And that's what made me pay that money as well because I'm like, wow, you're walking around thinking I did this? And I shouldn't have done it. Looking back now, I shouldn't have done it. I should have just let her fucking eat it because I've eaten everything. I should have just let her eat it, but I'm still kind of like a fucking good guy. And I paid it. And, but now that I've paid it, I've already said to myself, I will never do another thing. And this is going to, before I said it was, I wasn't going to do anything automobile wise for her again. But there's no way this doesn't bleed over into other things. I've already started kind of, I used to make, oh, my plate and hers. I don't make her plate anymore. I don't, we're literally fucking roommates. It's, it's the craziest thing, what a statement can do and what the energy behind a statement can do. You messing around must have fucked shit up. And because this guy fixes it, you pay him 84 bucks. You're like, oh man, I knew you shouldn't have done that. I knew you shouldn't have done that. And I'm like, that is absolutely it. So that little $84 that I just paid, it's like, well, whatever new set of tires you need, if you hit something and there's a deductible, I don't know. Oh my gosh, my transmission fell out. You're going to have to do the adult shit that I've had to do my entire life. It's time for you to learn to be an adult. And I really want a divorce, so all of this debt that you have when you go forward through life trying to figure out how you're going to manage like every other self-sufficient adult has to do, that's okay, fine. Then hopefully, I don't, I don't know, not hopefully, but oh, your self-esteem will be low and there'll be some guy and you're stupid, so you'll sleep with him. And then you'll wonder why, oh, why didn't he call me? Because you're not, you're the person that calls your husband that does things for you. And you say, you're, you being in there, you must have fucked shit up. And it, and she came back home because I hadn't talked to her for the rest of that day today. And she came home around 530 with the kids. And she was just kind of, she texted me because I told one of my kids after I had that difficult conversation with her yesterday, um, I said I would take take her out to uh, maybe grab some ice cream or something. And she texts me, my wife, and she's like, hey, I told my daughter I would take her out, not her. But she's like, well, should I take my shoes off? Are we still going to grab ice cream? I didn't respond to the text. And I came upstairs and she's just looking at me. She's like, what did I do? And I'm like, um, I'm not going to talk to you about that, but I can meet you out at your car so I can just show you where the thing is. And when we came out to the car... I pointed at the thing. I said, here's the small part that I refill. Here's the big part that I kind of always confuse these two, but they're just screw off caps and you just screw them back on, pop them back on. And I said, so if there were hoses that were like knocked free or something like that, whatever he said, I'm like, I don't know why this would have affected that. And when did you say that the check engine lights thing started happening? I don't know, three weeks to a month ago. I'm like, but I think I did that in the beginning of July, which three weeks ago would have taken us to August 1st. And if I did that at the beginning of July, why would it have taken three to four weeks for your check engine light to start coming on? 
if I was the direct cause of that, putting Freon into your air conditioning system, no, no engine stuff, but you know, I can't prove it because to be honest, I am an accountable person. I could have, I could have knocked a hose loose. I could have affected something under her hood that could have caused the hose to come free, wiggle loose, whatever. I actually could be the cause of it. And since I don't know for sure that I'm not, this is a fault I've had my whole life. I may be 1% of the problem, of any problem that I have with anyone, not just my wife. But if I'm 1% of the problem, that means I have something to do with it. And had it not been for my 1%, maybe this wouldn't have gone so sideways. If I did anything to affect the outcome of this, I'm going to take full responsibility because that's what I do. I take full responsibility. And I think a lot of people have taken advantage of that fact in me, that I take responsibility. And... Um, she did that today because she took the $84. She did not give it back to me. She didn't say, but no, I wasn't trying to say that it was you. I'm going to give it back to you. That was, you didn't have to pay. I mean, I can't really prove it for sure. I mean, maybe there's something with the car. Like, you know, I don't know. Um, but she did say over the phone, because I'm trying to be fair. She said over the phone, I don't, I wasn't trying to come off blamey or accusatory. And I'm like, I'm like, okay, I just don't want to talk to you about it. Um, though right now I'll talk to you about it when I see you, when we can be around the hood of your car so I can show you this thing. And I'm like, you know, after all this, I have $84. The $84 is not a thing. The $84 is not a problem. It's the fact that she just thinks it's okay to talk to me that way. It's not okay that she that when she cheated, she blamed me so much for it. And I understand, I understand cheating. And I understand that you're doing it because you feel that there's something lacking in your relationship. You, you may be a selfish asshole and you may just want to cheat because of that. But you may, you may have some, there may be some deficit. There may be a deficit in you. There may be a deficit and the other person, they may not be giving you what you feel you need and you're going to seek it elsewhere. Cheating is a symptom of maybe a larger disease is what I'm trying to say. But when I had my indiscretion, I'm like, that was stupid. I never said it's your fault. I did say some dumb shit, you know, along the lines of uh, like what? I mean, seriously, like. I'm, I literally come back and tell you like, hey, you know, oh, I just rubbed your feet like I did before that used to lead to some intimacy. Um, hey, I made you your favorite dessert and put on your movie and decided to bring out massage oil and rub rub you that led to intimacy in the past. OK, uh, I made your plate like normal. I put the kids in bed. I told you earlier in the day, hey, can you um, you don't even have to wear that thong or something. And like, then my comments went more overt and I'm like, you don't seem like you want to be intimate with me at all. And, you know, I said some dumb shit about that and brought that up. Like, look, the, basically the sex thing, cause we men do want 
and pretty much need um, sex. And we've decided to be monogamous with you because like I could get an egg sandwich from anyone, but I mean, I'm not getting sex from anyone because I chose to marry you. So I want to get sex from you. And um, it's not necessarily all the time or anything like that, but I definitely want to get it from you. So, I mean, two, three weeks rolling by and we're not doing it. That's wait, what the heck? So, yeah. And, um, and I guess I had a willing participant and she wasn't willing and, um, and it was a willing and familiar one, not a stranger, not like, you know, cruising bars and sleeping with somebody or anything like that. Like, no, it was somebody that I was in a relationship with before I got married. And then it carried like hadn't talked to her for years and then reached back out when I was hurting and desperate, whatever. That's what happened. And hers very different. Met a guy at work, fell in with him because things aren't going great at home. Okay, fine. So yeah, it's just, it's just the perspective that she has to blame me. I cheated. I got with this guy to do this. Boom. Oh yeah. I was calling him after our marital therapy appointments and I was talking to him on my car rides back to our house where I just left you and our therapist, where I was lying the whole time, not telling them that I actually have someone and I'm, I'm holding phone records. I'm like, she's sexting somebody 7,000 times last month and I'm holding the phone records and I'm showing this and, and she's just sitting there with her legs crossed, not saying a word. And then, and then two days later, she's like, yeah, I'm, I do have a friend. What the fuck? Oh, that's where you went that night when you wore that dress? That's what you... Oh, my gosh. All of it came out. And I go back to the therapist, and the therapist is like, well, I wouldn't encourage you to break it off too fast because that withdrawal could cause... And I had been railing the entire time. The therapist was a woman on her side. My wife, obviously, a woman. And it's like the big, bad, controlling man. And I'm like, I told you guys something was happening. I was saying something was happening. She was lying the whole time. Why are you not checking her and telling her she's lying? That empowered her further. So now she feels validated, which is probably why she blamed me for something that I did. Well, the only other person that was under my hood was my husband when he was filling up my AC, doing something nice for me. Then that happened. And now you were reaching under there and you were fucking shit up. Why the fuck do I want to be married to a blaming person like her? There is no teamwork there. There's no desire for teamwork. She doesn't care about me at all. Because if you cared about someone, you wouldn't say that to them. And I'm making the divorce diaries to get this stuff off my chest and make sure I'm calibrated the right way. And I know that I know that I know this is not going to change, which is why I don't even attempt to talk to her anymore, which is why my past entries have been so good when I've said we did not talk today. And honestly, that's where we are. It is simply better to just not talk because who wants to talk to a person that really doesn't care about them and does not want them to be good and be better. And that's okay. It's going to have to be because I know that um, a lot of the time men have to change and there's 
there are statements, happy wife, happy life, like literally for a reason, because I think whenever that phrase came out, I think it was somewhat acknowledged that, look, bro, she's not going to change what she's doing. You have to change what you're doing to accommodate her. Done. She's not going to change what she's doing. So stop looking for her to change. She's going to complain about the drapes. Well, well, happy wife, happy life. Get the new drapes. Oh, I really want to paint this, this color. Okay, well, make sure she's honey-do list, honey-do list. Do that because she is not going to change. She's not going to say, you know, I'm being unreasonable. That was wrong of me. I'm sorry. That will not happen. You'll hold your breath on that. You'll die. She was dead wrong. When I brought it up to her at the car, you said that. She said, oh, that is not what I said, in case you were wondering. That's what she said. That is not what I said. I just closed the hood on the car, and I just walked and got in the, got in the other car, took my, took my kids to get some smoothies. Now, oh my gosh, that's what you heard? I did not think I said that. If that came off that way, that explains why you literally paid me eight seconds after I said $84. That explains it now. Now I see, oh, I'm sorry. You feel like you did that and you feel like I was blaming you for it and now you're paying out. That's not what I meant. Uh, honey, I'm sorry. I'm sorry that I made you feel that way. You felt that way all day? Well, that that's not, I don't even think that I said that. And if I said anything close, I'm sorry. But you know, that's what a good person would say. A good person would acknowledge that they likely did something that was wrong after I said what I said and after I did what I did. Like I said, in these past entries, pay more attention to what someone doesn't say and pay more attention to what they don't do. You didn't apologize. You didn't move slowly. You didn't deeply think and consider it. You just said, no, that is not what I said. And she turns and she walks in the house and she's just kind of, she does her whatever thing, just moves her hand, whatever. That is why I want a divorce. That was the Divorce Diaries podcast. The Daily Saga will continue tomorrow. The full season's episodes are on Patreon now. Subscribe for early access. Click the Patreon link in the description. Hopefully these entries help our anonymous recorder as a form of his own personal therapy. That's his hope and his intention. Will these recordings of life's curveballs lead this family to the best resolution in the end? We'll keep listening. New episodes are released daily on all podcast players, but all episodes are available on Patreon at Divorce Diaries Podcast Patreon page. Until next time.